What's up? It's AK, and you are now tuned in to another episode of the Turntables Podcast. We are recording this on a Sunday, March 29th, 2020. I hope all is well. I hope you guys are doing fine. Um, This week has, hasn't really been, well, I'm just lying. It's been probably one of the craziest weeks in, in music, in rap music, you know, so for this year. But uh, aside from getting into that, which I will get into later, I know it hasn't been that busy, obviously, because of the COVID-19. Uh, we're still, uh, we in New York over here, we're still in lockdown, you know what I mean? We're still, uh, you know, we're still in this little shelter in, shelter at home, you know what I mean? Um, so for all those people, you know, that's out there, essential workers, um, thank you for your service. I know it, it's, it's dangerous, I know it's a scary time, um, but, you know, thank y'all. And I hope y'all stay safe, hope y'all stay protected. So there's all the doctors, nurses, taxi drivers, delivery drivers, all those people. And even, honestly, even the people who, who have to work and aren't, and aren't really considered in, uh, essential workers, the people who have to work because they need to put food on the table, you know, um, thank you for your bravery as well, you know, because your family will appreciate it. Thank you so much for doing what you have to do to at least, you know, to, to provide for yourselves and for your family as well, you know. And I, I know this is tough times, but again, like I've been saying, everybody... Just do what they, but the people have been telling us, you know, practice social distancing. Don't be in a group of more than 10 people and stuff like that. Try to make sure, let's flatten that curve. Let's flatten that curve down, you know. And, uh, but anyway, let's get into it. Without further ado, let's get into the news. And, uh, first things first, I want to talk about, uh, Young Chop, Disney 21 Savage. And this has been a reoccurring thing over the, over the past few, uh, not over the past few, over the past week, rather. It's been a reoccurring thing, um... For those who don't know who Young Chop is, Young Chop is a producer slash rapper. Um, not only is he producer slash rapper, he was also one of the biggest producers at the time during uh Chicago's drills and rise to fame. This is in like the twenty tens, early twenty tens era. You know, so he's one of the biggest uh producers at that time. That a lot of stuff achieved Keith and you know, it went went viral, went crazy, went stupid. Um though well, recently he's been in the news for this, like I said, this in twenty one Savage. And um, you know, this is just this is news to me because, you know, Rap beef has always said that's been a part of music a lot of times. It always has been. It's always been a part of rap music beef. It's always been a part of that. However, in this situation, it's uh, it's not genuine beef, Prada. It, it seems to be like Young Chop is doing this because he has an album dropping um soon. Uh, I want to say uh this Friday, uh, April fourth, he has a job album dropping soon. So because of that, it looks like he's taking shots at a lot of rappers. Uh, Twenty One Savage being like the biggest one of them. And he has taken shots at other rappers, but not, none of them has been like the same notoriety as Twenty One Savage. But he's been taking a lot of shots at these rappers. Just it seems like to get a little bit of buzz to put his name out there, to put his name on there or something, you know. And yeah, it's just seeing all that stuff has just been crazy to me. It's not something that I was that I was really expecting him to be like that. But you know, uh, it happens a lot of times. It happens a, a lot more times. Than uh than, than than they care to admit, you know. Um also recently, uh today, uh Drake for the first time ever put out photos of his son, uh Adonis, you know, uh cute little baby. Um but it was something that was became crazy viral online. Everybody was talking about it, everybody was surprised about it, you know. But that that's just a little quick little news, a little a little happiness for <laughs> for what's been going on, you know. Um next after that uh, I think I did it last. No, I didn't say it last week, but I, last week when I said uh, the weekend's album, After Hours, we're most likely killing the sales. I was right. 
uh, the weekend's After Hours albums debuted at number one on the Billboard charts. So this is a big shout out to uh to the weekend who came in with uh forty four, like my bad, four hundred and forty four thousand uh equivalent album units sold. Shout out to him. That's a big number. I think uh that's actually and I'm quoting Double XL Magazine on this. It's the the total marks the biggest week for an album in 2020 and the biggest sales week for an R&B album since Beyonce's Lemonade was released in 2016. So again, that is big. That is extremely big. That is extremely huge. And he even uh, dropped the uh, Alexa edition uh, this Sunday as well. You know, so that's that's good as well. But you know, big shout out to the weekend. Um, he's gonna do big things. And as you can see right now, I think the numbers is gonna get even bigger and bigger. Especially with him dropping the Alexa album uh, this uh, this Sunday. And uh, next news will actually be it'll be a series of news rather. Recently in hip hop, or rather in hip hop in the hip hop culture, rather, uh, a lot of battles have been taking place, and a lot of ba- these battles, and I put these in quotation marks, have been taking place over on IG, IG Live to be exact, Instagram Live to be exact. You know what I mean? Um, I think the first battle that started this off was really uh, Swizz Beast and Timberland. Um, great, it was a beat battle, but they played some of the biggest beats, some of the best beats. You know, some of the stuff that became hits. And, you know, uh, and it was good. It was good. I think a lot of people uh, gave it to Swizz, uh, you know, gave it to Swizz for that battle. Uh, even though Timberland obviously did a great job, you know. And I think, and honestly, it was a bad matchup a little bit for Swizz, in my opinion, because Timberland is so, has always been so out there with the beat selection. But, you know, I think something that Swizz has over Timberland was always the, you know, the showmanship. He's always been a, a performer just as much as he has been a producer. You know what I mean? So I think people always gave Swizz a little bit of the edge of that on that particular battle because he's also performing while doing it, you know. But that's one battle that happened. Another battle that happened recently was between our uh, producers, uh, Boy Wonder and Hip Boy. They, they, those guys went crazy. Uh, a lot of hits between the both of them from uh, obviously Drake with Boy Wonder, Beyonce with Hip Boy, Lil Wayne with Hip Boy. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy just to see just how many hits came between the two. Um, it was good. Uh, that one was a, a a very close one. I know a lot of people was juggling it between who they felt won and who they felt didn't. Um, I know some people really felt Boy Wonder take it all the way because he was on point with the beats with the the songs he chose from the beginning of the battle up until the end. And others did give it to Hip Boy. I think this is one of the more debatable, uh, arguable, uh, the more debatable battles that happened this week. Uh, like I said, some people gave it to Hip Boy because even though he didn't do too strongly at the beginning. He slowly started picking up more steam towards the end, and they had an incredible comeback. Personally, for me, I will go with Hit Boy. You know, even though I did like Boy Wonder's uh, set, I will definitely go with Hit Boy. Uh, because even though he started out a little bit slowly, uh, he was able to churn out uh, a lot more hits, I would say, than than uh, Boy Wonder did. Don't get me wrong, though. Boy Wonder had a lot, too. A lot of big ones, too. But the way Hit Boy kept putting them back to back to back, and even just showing unreleased music. Like, for example, uh, there's an unreleased joint with uh, Nipsey, may he rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle and, uh, and Big Sean, who's coming out with his uh, album soon, too. So, uh, that, yeah, that's one thing right there. So, that was big, big battle right there. Um, another battle that happened, and mind you, there's a lot of battles that happened. <laughs> another battle that happened was between um, The Dream. Let me, let me get before I get The Dream, yeah. The Dream and Sean Garrett. Uh, that was another good one. 
though I will say I think it became a little bit more popular, less for the actual music being played, but more so the uh, but more so the what's the word I'm looking for? More so the antics, more so the antics. You know, uh, it went viral not really because of the music being played, but I know Sean Garrett because of his. I will be honest, he wasn't all the way there on the IG live. So a lot of his actions, a lot of his mannerisms became memes. People started using them as memes, videos and stuff like and stuff and such, you know. But again, even though it may not have been the most uh how I say it, uh musically inclined, don't let me run, they played music, though although people wasn't really watching it and listening to it for the music, it still became one of the most more important viral sensations that kinda happened over it. You know what I mean? That happened over the week. Um, and then another big battle that, uh, we, I think that just finished pretty much was between, uh, the dream, not the dream, my bad, Neo, for those who know Neo, and, uh, Jonta Austin, this is more like a, not a beat battle, this is more of a songwriter's battle, this is also between, just like with Sean Garrett and the dream was a songwriter's battle, um, Neo and Jonta Austin was also a songwriter's battle, and let me tell you, this one, I think it was one of the better uh, battles throughout the entire uh, week. They played a lot of songs that I didn't know both of them wrote. Um, though I will, I do have one thing to say. I know with Jonathan Austin, he played Breath Until It's Don't. And yes, technically, he is considered a writer because Breath Until It does in, um, sample uh, a line from one of uh, Jonathan Austin's songs. However, I wouldn't consider that Johnson really writing the song to me it feels more of a, a writing by technicality which is actually penning the song but that's just me so I wouldn't count that but Johnson did do a great job played a lot of Aaliyah tracks that he had he played a lot of tracks that honestly I was surprised that he wrote um and he did a great job so and, he, and he and he killed it he definitely killed it he definitely was the better uh the better songwriter in that battle you know and uh yeah, that's that's that was pretty much it when it comes to like, you know, the news. Uh that was all that really happened. Again, wasn't really the the craziest week, wasn't really the the busiest week, but I think what really made this week so interesting and so special was really the music battles. Um, you know, and which is uh something I'm gonna get into later, not really just say the music battles, but you know, how people use IG Live, especially the musicians use IG Live during this time. And that's gonna be my discussion for later on. You know, but anyway, we're going to table that for now. And we're going to head straight into the music. As you already know, this is the turntable music review. So if I think it's a great album, if I think it's fire, like that, fire, 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 then in a classic. If I think it's all right, you know, it's, it's, it's all right, it could be better. Or it's a good album. It's a decent album, you know, it's getting mid. Now, if I think it's not subpar, below what I was expecting, it's getting the trash. You already know. Only three options. So... We're going to get right, right, right into it. First things first, uh, I want to start with uh, the songs, rather, the singles, rather. And one single, one of the biggest singles that I dropped was 504 and Ready. For me, this joint is getting a classic. Um, for one, I want to cause the 504 and, you know, with the death of Pop Smoke, may Pop Smoke rest in peace. Um, I think everybody now, especially in the city of New York, is looking towards 504 as like, yo, you the new guy now. You the new guy of the city. You the one that got to carry the torch now. Now that pop is gone, you know. So and I think uh, obviously Big Joe was his really big single, but I think with Ready, he kind of he, he he recreated it because Ready great single, enjoyable. First listen, the beast is on point. Um, it's enjoyable. Something you can dance, groove to, and he does he does a very good job. Um, 
lyrically, you know, it's the same as always, you know, getting money, uh, crime, all that other stuff. But at the same time, I think something where Fabio excels at is his flow. His flow is very unique. And honestly, in my opinion, not even in my opinion, from what I've been seeing a lot of the, uh, recently in, uh, in, in hip-hop right now, a lot of people are taking Fabio for his flow. Like, he's creating the blueprint for him, you know? Um, this has been happening before, you know, when Big Sean first came on, the Super Duper flow was his. Um, and then everybody from Rain and Drake and everybody started using it. And then, yeah, uh, the baby, when he came on with Suge, because Suge was so popular, everybody started to use the Suge flow. Boom. Migos with their little double time flow. Since that was so popular, everybody took that. And now we've seen the same thing happen with Fabio Four with his flow. But uh, that's a little bit of a tangent. But either way, you know, his flow is still incredible on this song. And I think what made it even better, too, was the accompanying video with it. Even though I'm not, you know, adding the video to this review, I just want to see the video also did a good job. Also very creative. So I want to do want to shout him out for that. But overall, great song. Dope song is getting a classic. I think the only thing that hurts him is not even, even the music itself. But the fact that, you know, everybody's inside during this coronavirus situation. You know, this ready song is perfect for like a spring, summertime situation. But now because everybody's inside, coronavirus is killing everybody's plans. It's, you, you don't know how well it, it could have gone or could have done had people been outside. Because it's definitely one of, those, one of those tracks, one of those records that, okay, you have to be outside to feel the vibe. You have to be outside to be in that moment to really enjoy it. You know what I mean? But even so, shout out to Fabio Foreman. He got a classic with Ready. So big ups to him. Uh, next. This time, instead of the singles, rather, we're getting right into uh, the albums. So the first one I'm going to do is an EP by a uh, Nigerian uh, Afro-fusion slash Afro-R&B artist, Oxlade, um, called Oxygen. And it's called Oxygen with an E at the end, too. So just to let y'all people know if y'all want it. So O-X-Y-G-E-N-E. And it's EP, giving it a classic. Uh, by the way, I might be giving out a lot of classes today. I just want to let y'all know. But yeah, but this EP, I'm giving it a classic. Uh, Azlade did was amazing. Um, O2, Hold On, Away, Kokose, Weakness, Tables Turn, everything is just, it, it just hit. And for me, if you're going to give me like a five a EP, I always expect that out of the EP, if it's going to be five songs, at least four out of the five songs got to hit. You know what I mean? If it's going to be three songs, three songs, at least all three or at least two got to hit. You know what I mean? And with Azlade, Every single song hit. So, and I think for me, the big standout was Weakness. You know, Weakness was a very big standout. Um, I liked it a lot. It's, it's, it's definitely going to be one of those ones that I play, go back to often. But don't get me wrong, I'm going to go back to this uh, this EP in, often in general, you know. So, I'm going to give this EP, like I said, a classic. Just big ups to, big ups to Oxlade. Did an amazing job. Did a great job. And honestly, this is his first project. His first, like, full project he dropped. So it makes me excited to see what he has um, going on in the future. So I can't wait. I really can't wait. Um, next up, next album, I want to say is Giveon, Take Time. So now for those who don't know, um, Giveon recently, very recently, kind of came to fame with uh, Drake's uh, Chicago Freestyle, where he featured on it. You know, a lot of people didn't even know it was Giveon. A lot of people thought it was some Sanford because of the vocals. However, give you on later on that day, it's like, nah, it's me, y'all. And as you can, it is in history right there, you know? You take that, ain't waste no second, ain't waste the beat, drop the EP. The EP's now is called Take Time. And I will say this again, this is another classic. I 
thoroughly enjoyed this EP. Out of eight songs, I enjoyed all eight of it. So again, good clip, 100% clip right there. On um, the beach will be created again. All that stuff is dope. My favorite song off this one, I will say, is Heartbreak Anniversary. And like I want you, those two, he did an amazing job, especially on Heartbreak Anniversary. I think that was one of that's one of the best songs on that project. He killed it. Did a great job. And I just want to again give him some big shout outs. You know, um, I, I seen somebody on Twitter say. Giveon sounds like a mix vocally between Khalid and Soundfoot, and I hear it. But I do want to say, even though he sounds like them vocally, he has his own style to him, and his own style is very unique. And then that's what makes me like him a lot, too. Because I won't lie, when I first heard him, I thought it was Soundfoot. But even hearing this album, seeing how he constructs songs, seeing the BCUs, how different it is, I just want to say, not even Soundfoot is in his, his own lane, Giveon is in his own lane. Giveon did a great job in his album. I'm proud of him. I'm happy about it. So again, I'm going to big up to Giveon. Great job. You know, uh, now that's it for the EPs. That's it for the EPs. Now we're gonna get into the albums, right? When I say it's a lot of albums, boy, do I tell you it's a lot of albums right now. So the first album I want to get into, uh, Lulu by Conway the Machine and the Alchemist. You know, um, this one was a good album. It was a it was a good album. I was I can't say it really uh stunned me, so I can't say that. But I will say it's a very good album, and I will give this uh, a mid. But it, it was not, it's not a bad mid. It's like upper tier mid. Let me say that. You know, um, very good album. It's Conway from Griselda, so you already know the beats are gonna be uh, not beats. My bad. The, the lyrics are gonna be crazy, and he that's what he did. He spit. He was spitting, and, and him just teaming up with Alchemist, who was already known like a really good boom bap, you know, producer. It fit, you know, Griselda got that greedy New York sound. Alchemist is able to recreate the same type of thing for him. And it was a very good fit. Uh, I think he did a great job. Lyrically, he did a great job. Beatwise, Alchemist did a great job. But again, it wasn't really something that came to me. It was like, yo, this is it. This is the one. It didn't really give me that feeling. But I did enjoy it. So that's why I will give it a miss. So again, big ups to uh, Conway and, and the Alchemist. The album name is Lulu. Check it out. I think y'all enjoy it. Um, next up, the next album I will say is Jesse Reyes, uh, Before Love Came to Kill Us. Uh, I won't give this a, I will enjoy it a lot. I will say that I enjoyed it a lot, but I won't give this a classic. I will give this a man. And just like with, uh, with Lulu, I will say it's like an upper tier man, you know. Um, R&B song, R&B album, I mean, very good. Uh, and honestly, this is, I think, Jesse Reyes' debut album. And she has dropped EPs before, but this is her first album. Uh, how she put it together, I enjoyed it a lot. Very enjoyable. Um, she has a lot of dope songs like Imported, uh, Death and Intruders. I loved a lot, you know. So she has she had a lot of good songs, a lot of dope songs. Um, but like again, like with Lulu, there's nothing really like stood out and like grabbed me. Like yo, nah, this is this is it. This is the one. You know what I mean? But overall, like again, I said I enjoyed the album. I truly did, you know. And it's something I would be recommending to people often, but. It's not a it's not a classic, it's mid. I'm sorry. But it's still a good album and I will say if you want to go check it out. Um next album on the list. Oh man, it's a lot. Che Ekru. And I hope I'm pronouncing the name right. I always struggle with this one, but Che Ekru spelled Che C H E Ekru E C R U. Um Boston uh Ray's LA based uh producer slash artist. Um, and he released the album called Still Single. And boy, let me tell you something. I've been debating this one heavily. 
very, very heavily, you know. But I have to give this one a classic. I gotta give this one a classic, you know. Uh, a lot of songs on this thing really stood out, was like, and grabbed me by the throat. So a lot of them did that. And even though I don't want to admit it, a lot of them did that. Uh, some standouts for me blocked, uh, Crush, Miss Money. I loved all those tracks. They they were dope. Infamy, a very good track. You know what I mean? Now, a lot of tracks on this that when he dropped them, a lot of them stood out. A lot of them had me like, whoa. A lot of them was like, damn, this is good. This is crazy. I like it. You know? Um, lyrically, it's, you know, it's R&B, so love about the girl he wants, about girls in the past, all that stuff. And I think what really sets him apart, though, is how he uses his vocals and his songwriting. I think that's another big thing. Like, he's able to create... Obviously, the songs that get you in your feels, that get you in your bed, that get you like, yo, I, I really miss this person. I mean, I'm thinking about this person. But it also creates the songs like, yo, I'm having fun. Let me get up. Let me move a little bit. Let me dance. He creates, excuse me, he creates those type of songs as well. So still single, given a classic. He did a, J. Crew did a great job. Um, I'm happy about it, right? Uh, next song, right? I have right here. Not my, not song, my bad. Next album. Is a it's an album called The Booth Mobile, uh, by rapper Jamed, and I I don't know where he's from, but I actually saw this. I've been seeing it on my timeline a little bit, so I was like, you know what? Let me download it and listen to it. And yo, I'm gonna get this one. Uh, I'm gonna get this one. Uh, a mid. It's not a classic, but I'm gonna get this a mid. And when I say mid, I don't mean like low mid. It, it's it's high mid. This is some good mid right here. Um, <laughs> it sounds funny saying it like that, but yeah, it's some good mid right here. Uh, a lot of the tracks were dope. Jeep, Red Light, Mazda, um, Lift Me Up, The Ice Cold Bishop, dope track. Um, the only, my only, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The only thing I was not happy with was 2 a.m. Uh, 2 a.m. should have been a much, much, much longer song, man. I, it, it was short, and I'm not gonna lie, it fit in in the theme of the of the EP album. Uh, whatever it is, because it, it was short, but it, yeah, it, it fit in the theme of it, you know. But boy, do I wish it was a longer track. And I understand why they ended it how they did, but boy, do I wish it was a longer track. But other than that, though, I will give it a minute, but this is the album that I will say, yo, check it out. It's a great album, you know. And keeping, and keeping in the Mobile family, you know. Uh, this is a much anticipated album, much greater album, even for myself included, because um, I am a, a big Party Next Door fan. So trust me, I have to make sure I, I, I looked at this through the most uh, unbiased eyes possible. I was very unbiased when I came to this album, but it was a uh, Party Next Door fourth album or third album rather, Party Mobile. You know, um, it's it's been it's been a long time coming, and I will be honest, I am rating this album a classic. And yes, yes I am. It's a classic. Like I said before, I am a big Party Next Door fan, but trust me, that fandom is not blinding me or or influencing my decision whatsoever. I have always been very critical of Party. Um, I did not like his Seven Days EP, even though I was a I'm one of the few people that was a fan of uh, Party Next Door Three. I fully understand why people don't like it and why you know it was wasn't as it's really received as uh, as a, as his other projects, you know what I mean? But yeah, I've, I've always been a big fan of Party, but I've always also been very critical of him because I hold him to a high standard. And I will say I held Party to a high standard uh, for this album, especially because he kept pushing it back so many times. But Party reached those standards, you know. Um, 
coming in on what 15 tracks i really will say 14 because 15 is the remix for loyal and that to me is just kind of like a bonus track but it's really a great album from nothing less turn up a great track the news another great track spit decision great loyal great touch me trauma showing you on i believe it never i can name literally every track in this album and i cannot tell you a bad thing about it like that's how much that's how good all the charms of this album are you know what i mean Oh, uh, very good. And I'll, I'll actually let me scratch that back. Even even the one um the one song I always had a problem with was loyal. You know, loyal was one song I always had a problem with. Uh, when it first came out, I didn't like it that much. But I'm not gonna lie, it did grow on me after a while, and I, I saw the appeal. But I will say, even in the context of the album, loyal fits so well, and it's in my opinion, it's so much better within the space of the album. You know what I mean? Um. So that that made that maybe even like the song even more, and we appreciate it even more. But this this album's done a great job uh, lyrically. The content is really is wild. I'll say that it's wild because I didn't even get to the best song yet. But lyrically, the content is wild. Um, it's pretty much uh, P and D owning up some accountability for a lot of situations. Um, talking about how relationships went long wrong in his past, how it's his fault, how it might have been uh, the other girl's fault. You know what I mean? Is that type of R&B music, like very common, very normal stuff. But the way P&D does it, as always, like I say, he does it differently. You know, production-wise, a lot of the beats are dark. They're very dark, slow, they're kind of sad-sounding, you know what I mean? Um, few beats have a little bit of Caribbean, Afro beat, you know, twing, uh, twing to it, you know what I mean? Swing to it, rather. Uh, Eye on it is an example. Trauma is a big example. Trauma, a very big example. Pushing one of my favorite songs, but yeah. Trauma, Touch Me, On It, those are a few examples that had that little Caribbean uh, Afro feel to it, right? Uh, Believe It featuring uh, Rihanna was honestly a very dope song. It's probably going to be the next single. And it will be a very big single too, I believe so. You know, uh, because Party did his thing on it, Rihanna did his thing on it. Even though Rihanna didn't have a full verse, uh, the hook she did, the backing vocal she did, it was a good job. She did a very good job. Um, the best song of the album, and arguably, in my opinion, the best song of the year, and, and will be the best song of the year, was uh, Savage Anthem. Whew. 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 And that's all I can say, man. Like, oh, it's Savage Anthem. Crazy. Um, You've heard part... I've never heard an R&B song like this in in, in a, before, honestly, honestly. Um, it's just stark honesty, and not even just honesty. It's how he can, like I said, how he constructs the songs. You know, with this song, brutal honesty, but it's very minimal when in production. It's really just keys playing, him singing a little bit, leaving some space after he says the most wildest, foulest stuff on a record. Continues again with the foul stuff. Leaves a spit and then it can you know you, you see the pattern. Offer to be capped off at the very end with a great choir performance. You know, it's like somebody's just rising you into the heavens. But like, yeah, it's, it's just overall this album is great. Can't find anything bad to say about it. A lot of standout tracks. Some of my personal favorites again: Trauma, uh, Savage Anthem, Split Decision, The News, Turn Up. Like a lot of things on this album I like, and a lot of things he did well. So, again, when a bigger party next door, this album is a classic, a classic, you know. And and, and this quick question, just want to say this, never quick question, just to say something real quick right here. 
I know a lot of people always had a problem with uh, partying in the sense that they, they oh, they went to someone that party next door one or party next door two, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. My thing with party is, you know, I don't want this to be another situation, another uh, Wale situation where Wale um, himself delivered a lot of dope albums, a lot of great albums, a lot of great music consistently time after time after time. But however, because the fans either wanted a certain sound from him, you know what I mean? Not even just a certain sound, an old sound from him. An old sound from him and because of his attitude, kind of, and because of his attitudes and how he handled things, a lot of fans were kind of turned off to Wale and kind of, you know, shun his his newer stuff. Maybe me saying, oh, it's not as good or it wasn't as great as older stuff. Even though, even though I know music is subjective and everything like that, but however, I will say this. You can objectively tell when something sounds good, and I, and a lot of people even I've talked to have said, "Yo, a lot of Wale's newer stuff sounds a lot better than his older stuff." You know what I mean? And for me, it's the same situation here with Party. You know, uh, and I will be I'll be the first to admit a lot of Party's newer stuff is not the best. Like again, Seven Days, horrible. Colors, Colors Two, my bad. Colors Two EP, I loved it. I loved that. That was a good EP, but I, I, some people didn't like it. You know what I mean? And I think because of that is because, you know, like I said, they're stuck in our past, they're stuck in nostalgia. They switched to the sound one way and one way only. However, Party is an artist, he grows, he's gonna grow, and he's gonna keep giving you new music and new content. And don't get me wrong, a lot of the stuff that he's he's saying was rem- is reminiscent in the style of you no know, party next door one, party next door two, maybe in content, but in sonically how it sounds, he's improved much better, he's gotten better, he's gotten leaps and bounds better. You know, so I just want people to understand, like, look, and take time to read the album, listen to the album, and I promise you, you will enjoy this album. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people was just a little quick tweets on the timeline just to get some jokes off, just really shunning it. Nah, really sit down with it, take time to listen to it. This is a good album, a legitimately good album, better than his other stuff. You will like it. But again, yeah, this part of the next door album, I'm rating it a classic, you know? And, uh, yeah. That's it for the news review. Not bad, not news. That's it for the music reviews. That's it for the music reviews. And now we're going to head into the discussion. So uh, the discussion I want to do this time is really just uh, it's just how artists have been able to cope with, uh, you know, the COVID-19 and how they're interacting with their fans and other people. You know what I mean? And um, I, I want to say a, a, a big thing of how I noticed that artists have been coping, at least interacting with people. Is with social media. Like a lot of artists are using social media a lot more now. And don't get me wrong, because of the type of on top of the age we live in, the era we live in, social media is extremely important. Artists will always be on it. However, it should be noted noted that a lot of times artists might have somebody else in control of their social media accounts. You know what I mean? So it's not really let's say uh, person to person like as it could be. It's not more of a personal touch. It's more somebody else just doing their job. You know what I mean? It's not an artist connecting with their fans themselves. It's, oh, an artist manager connecting with the fans. It's, it's completely different, you know? But what I've noticed now is because of the uh, COVID-19, artists are beginning to interact with their fans a lot more. Um, a big thing that i noticed recently, uh, obviously with DJs, live DJ sets. A lot of DJs coming on, playing music, promoting the sets, like, yo, come through, we can have a little... IG live party and that's happening. A lot of artists go in there. A lot of artists looking up stuff. A lot of artists having fun. 
out of people, like regular everyday people and music lovers like myself, listening to it, having fun, having a good time, you know. Um, some artists like John B, Sway Lee, uh, John Legend, just to name a few, are actually, you know, uh, holding mini concerts in their homes, you know. Uh, holding mini concerts in their homes, performing for the fans so that people can see it. And and to me, that's that's really dope. You know what I mean? Um, I talked about this earlier in the podcast when it came to uh, when it came to uh, the beat battles, like the beat battles, the songwriter battles. You know, uh, it is dope. They do that as a way to you know interact with the fans, show the fans that like, yo, I still got some hits, I still got a lot of hits, and it's it just it's just crazy and dope to see just how hip hop is using the hip hop army, just the hip hop culture in general, rather is using social media to rally together and during this time to at least still give the, the fans something that they want, something that they love, which is music. This is music. And this at the same time also giving them a little bit of trivia too, you know what I mean? Um because like I again like I said in earlier in the show, when it came to like the the beat battles, I didn't know, for example, Hit Boy. I had no idea he produced uh Little Rain's Drop the World. You know, and that was one of my favorite records as a growing up as a kid. Was that Little Rain song. So just hearing that and seeing that oh yo this producer that I look up to that I know has so many hits is able to make that type of song and made it, you know, it's just, it's something. So people are learning new things about these guys. People are interacting with them a lot more. We're having fun with them a lot more, you know, um, like even, even a lot of people just going up on live just to talk and have fun. You know what I mean? Like, uh, boozy, like boozy, um, what's his name? That little boozy, yeah, boozy badass, um, Tory Lanez, you know, these are just the name of, those two are the same a few, even though the IG lives are kind of R-rated enough because they do show some wild stuff on it, people are still getting together like, yo, this is crazy, let's have some fun, ah, ah, let's do it, yo, you know what I mean? People are still coming together, having fun, talking to each other on the live, fans are coming up on the live, interacting with Tory and them, if the Tory said, oh, you want to sing, you can go over there and sing, you know, do whatever on the live, just have fun, have a good time. Uh, Boozy, although he ain't the exact same as Tories, and Boozy's on is a little bit more R-rated, X-rated kind of. He's still interacting with the fans, telling the fans, "Yo, couple on live with me." You know, same thing. Uh, Resh, another one who's who's IG live has been wild, crazy. I won't even get into the kind of stuff they do on it on his live. I will say though that the fans are interacting with it, the fans are talking to him, the fans are doing. Know what I mean? It's this is becoming a a reoccurring thing that's happening every single night, and it's a good way. For the people to get used to, uh, at least used to the new quarantine life, forever long that might be, you know, and it's also a good way for people to un- to actually, you know, uh, again connect with the fans, have fun with, have fun again, you know. So overall, it's good. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying seeing this. I'm enjoying looking at it. I want to see what else can come from it. You know what I mean? Um, maybe they can make money off of it too, considering that there's no touring anymore. You know, for the time being. Um, I don't know. I feel there's so many more avenues that can be done and that can be achieved with this. Not just to see what they do with it. Not just to see like how these artists move with it, how these people just move, just to like get things popping in this time of yo no shows, can't really go outside and do nothing, you know. But anyway, uh, that's really much it, you know. Again, big ups to all the artists, big ups to all the DJs, big ups to all the producers and songwriters. For keeping us entertained during this stressful time. Thank you for going up on live for us so that we can have fun, enjoy with each other, enjoy the whole have the whole community can talk with each other. The whole hip hop community 
and just sit down, talk, laugh, and joke by going on your IG lives. And it's really appreciated. That's a big thank y'all to all of you guys. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's it. This is uh episode. Dang, I don't even know what episode this is. I'm gonna say eight or so. But yeah, whatever. This is uh Ten Jables Podcast. I hope you had a good time. I know I had a good time. So you already know the deal. Like I've been saying all the past few weeks, yo, wash your hands, social distance, make sure we keep safe. Let's try to flatten that curve as much as possible. All right. So take care. I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll catch y'all next week. Bye bye.